All right, let me tell you about uh, Rough Greens. Owning a dog is a lot of responsibility. Taking care of their basic needs isn't always as simple as it might seem. You're feeding your dog kibble food. You're not giving him the nutrition that he needs because most of it has been baked out because it needs to sit on a shelf uh, you know, for two, two and a half years before it's purchased. Mmm, sounds yummy. Rough Greens is a supplement you put on top of that. It brings back all of the stuff that they need, the probiotics and all of the vitamins and minerals. That If it's healthy for your dog, it's most likely uh, in Rough Greens. Try it with your dog now. You'll see what I mean. You'll get your first trial bag for free. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, roughgreens.com slash Beck, or 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLEN-33, roughgreens.com slash Beck. Well, I'm surprised that Stu is even in the studio today. He is mourning the loss <laughs> the Eagles yesterday. I'm uh, surprised too, Glenn. Yeah, but here I am. <laughs> but here you are, mm-hmm. man. You're a trooper. Yes, you are a. This trooper. is essentially the. This is the. You now know my generation is the greatest generation. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. All right, back with the uh, program in just a minute. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. So the Washington Post last week ran an op-ed that said, there's a dictatorship coming in the United States and it's Donald Trump. He's a massive dictator. Well, it didn't go over well because the author said, I didn't offer any solutions. So he's going to offer them now. Wait until you hear them. It is the problem. They're completely clueless. We'll go there in 60 seconds. First, used to be concepts like the customer was always right shaped the way we did business. Companies weren't ideologically captured by wokeism and taking care of the customers uh, was, you know, more important than finding ways to show your leftist credentials. But every once in a while, there's a company that comes out. This is a great company. It is Patriot Mobile. Their job is to passionately defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedoms and to glorify God always. That's their mission statement. So that's what they're that's why they exist. Now, they've they're making money because they can give you the same exact cell service, the coverage at a lower price. You're on one of the three big networks, so it's the same the same coverage. 
lower price, and you're not sending your money to one of those companies to help in their woke causes. Keep your number, keep your existing phone, or for a limited time, get a free smartphone with Patriot Mobile. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash back or call 972-PATRIOT and use the promo code FRIDAY76. Again, free smartphone with the promo code FRIDAY76. It's a limited time offer. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. So Robert Kagan uh, wrote an op-ed, and I just want to read it to you. In an essay I wrote last week, I painted a grim picture of the prospects for a dictatorship in the United States. Well, some readers were unhappy that I didn't offer a solution. What follows is an attempted one. And if it seems like a long shot, it is because our options today are harder and fewer because we've passed up so many better and easier alternatives in the past. So in other words, it's kind of like, hey, we should cut the budget now before we don't have any options left. Is that what you're saying, Robert? I just I want to make sure. Uh, nor was it for a lack of knowing what needed to be done. It wouldn't have taken a miracle for Republicans to unite around a single non-Trump candidate in 2016 or for 10 more Republican senators to vote to convict Donald Trump in his second impeachment trial. Got it? The problem has never been knowing what to do. It's been doing it. In the past, stopping Trump has required people taking risks and making sacrifices that they didn't want to make, whether out of selfishness, fear, or ambition. Or the fact that they thought they were right. You know, that does exist. I just want to take a moment here and point out that some did when they thought that Trump was going to be, you know, everything that I guess you would want him to be. Some of us did speak out. And you know what happened? We were proven wrong by the facts. Now, others out of selfishness, fear, spiritual, political, or historic blindness, or simply because they benefit from business as usual, or perhaps they think it's true, they still to this day remain in denial, those never-Trumpers. And, you know, many times, it's not even because it's a a conscious choice. It's the result of mass delusion, cognitive grooming, or self-imposed ignorance, usually. Now, some people don't like Donald Trump. Some people don't like the way uh, he handles things. However... Most people will agree, if it wasn't Donald Trump, wow, he's a lot better than this last guy. Huh? Now he goes on, today the challenges are even greater, but there's little evidence that the people we need to rise to the occasion are any more likely to do so than they have been for the past eight years. Here are several things people could do to save the country, but most certainly won't do, because they selfishly refuse to put their own ambitions at risk to save our democracy. It's not a democracy! Know the difference. The first step is to consolidate all of the anti-Trump forces into the Republican Party behind a single candidate. And right now, it is obvious that that candidate should be Nikki Haley. And not because she's pro-Ukraine. Definitely not that. Did I say that out loud? Definitely not that. But because she's clearly the most capable politician 
among the best uh, uh, remaining candidates and the performer with a real chance, however slim, of challenging Trump. Okay, now let me ask you this. Well, first of all, let me point out, she's not the obvious candidate for most Republicans. She's the obvious candidate for 19% of the Republicans. That's the latest poll. The problem that Nikki has that Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis do not have is that they are standing up for what people, the vast majority of Republicans, actually believe. They have also both proven themselves as the destroyers of the deep state and the end of politics as usual in the GOP. So the real numbers of Trump supporters at this time is Trump plus DeSantis. You fail to recognize that. He goes on, all the money and endorsements should shift to her as quickly as possible. Yes, Ron DeSantis is likely too selfish and ambitious to drop out of the race. Really? Or he thinks he's right. But if everyone else does and the remaining money and support all flow to Haley, he will quickly become irrelevant. Now, I'm wondering if this is why Democrats are now starting to back Nikki Haley's campaign. Will they continue to back that campaign, or is that just for the primary? It won't be enough, however, to rally the forces behind Haley, even if she were to get every vote that's now spread among the other non-Trump candidates, and she won't. It would not come close to being enough to challenge Trump. Why? Why? Until now, she's been gathering support at the expense of other non-Trump candidates, To make a serious run for the nomination, she'll also have to cut into the more than 50% of the party that now seems solidly behind Trump. Okay, the only way she could do this is if she was the nominee. But even then, I'm not sure of those that have been mocked, feel they've been lied to, ignored by the GOP establishment. All of those people, again, Trump plus DeSantis, that's probably about 70%. I don't know if any of those people would vote for somebody who even had the hint of establishment or someone you guys wanted. See, this is the real problem. 50 to 72% of Republicans know what is happening isn't right. We know that our spending is out of control. And we know that the GOP was part of it, is part of it. We know that these wars will never end. If we leave it up to the parties and military-industrial complex, they'll never end. And the GOP is part of it. We know that Washington is on the take. Not just Joe Biden and the Democrats, although that's a pretty stunning case, but many of the GOP leaders as well. We know that left or right, Bush, Clinton, or Biden... If you're a globalist, you can get away with murder. If you're not, look out because others may be plotting to murder you. 70 plus percent of Republicans know that Trump is now, and this is no exaggeration, the most investigated man in all of human history. And this is what you've got? To stop him, they result to victimless uh, victimless uh, crime, meaning 
he inflated his worth for a loan at Deutsche Bank. Really? When does Deutsche Bank become this innocent little victim? By the way, Deutsche Bank testified they weren't a victim in this. They knew that. Russia, Clinton, well, Russia, Clinton actually started. The NSA, the CIA ran it. Deep State executed that whole thing. Then Ukraine. And if you want to go to January 6th, there seems to be mounting evidence now that, hmm, that isn't all that there is. The left did an incredible job keeping this quiet for as long as they could, but the truth will always set you free. Meanwhile, actual money in the millions has gone into the hands of our president and family, and they're not hearing anything about that. By the way, that 70% I think would be open to a candidate, to another candidate, if other people were treated the way that you treat Donald Trump, or better yet, you treat Donald Trump like you treat everyone else. For some reason, those who see what the FBI, NSA, Deep State have done to Donald Trump and is currently doing under this administration is the biggest violation of individual rights and the Constitution in the history of our country. And that should be frightening to both left and right and even those who are politically agnostic. Yet those people are called fascists. While those who champion illegal wiretapping, uh, tapping, uh, silencing free speech, now with new cognitive security, they silence dissent and work to destroy those who disagree and literally cognitive security brainwash. And those people are somehow called by you the defenders of democracy? Well, I mean, perhaps they are, as democracies always end with a strong man, but that's why we have a republic. But when those elected represent the people over and over again, when those people come in, they're elected to represent the people over their own gain and interests. When they don't look for anything but their own gain and their own interests. People look for somebody who will listen and act in their children's behalf. But if the power that is in Washington, that movement, if it crushes those people, history shows us that the cycle and the pattern repeat until a strong man is found. And most Americans, and I would say at least 70% of Republicans and 70% of independents, and maybe maybe polls show 60% of Democrats don't want a strong man on either side. Now he continues, Trump supporters will fall roughly into three categories. The great majority are just completely committed to what the former New Jersey governor, Christy uh, T uh, Todd Whitman has called the cult of Trump. And they are out of reach for Haley. Another smaller group has no problem with Trump so long as he can beat President Biden and the Democrats next year. Oh, it's kind of like you having no problem voting for a guy you know is incapable of running the country just because it's Donald Trump. I know it's so different, isn't it? By the way, it's not a cult. 
a cult is brainwashed. Trump supporters, many of them only see the reality they're living in. They see clearly what those on the left refuse to see. And they see clearly the things that most, if not all, elite never-Trumpers will never admit to seeing. This faction has undoubtedly reassured by polls that say Trump can win. So the, so the possibility that Haley can also beat Biden is irrelevant to them. They prefer Trump, and there's no reason for them to rethink their position so long as Trump remains clearly electable. Wow, you know what? This paragraph really reveals who the author is. More in just a second. First, you know what it's like living in pain. So let me tell you about Relief Factor. If you live in pain every single day, it has a hold on you, and I understand. Imagine getting up every day and walking out the door without dragging that heavy burden of of pain with you. That could be your reality. It was mine, and it is now mine. Relief Factor isn't a drug. It's a daily supplement that helps your body fight the pain by fighting inflammation. 100% drug-free. Developed by doctors to help reduce or eliminate pain. And over a million people have tried Relief Factor's Quick Start, and 70% of them have gone on to order again. It's only uh, $19.95, and it comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee, so why not give it a try? It's relieffactor.com, or call them at 1-800-4-RELIEF, 1-800-4-RELIEF. There's no better gift for yourself or a loved one than feeling good again. Relieffactor.com. 10-second station ID. Wow, this, this faction, he writes, is undoubtedly reassured by polls that say that Trump can win, so the possibility that Haley can also beat Biden is irrelevant to them. They prefer Trump. And there's no reason for them to rethink their position so long as Trump remains clearly electable. Wow. So what you're saying is, unless we can come up with a crime, we can convict him of. This is your problem on the left. There is no difference between causation and correlation in the case of Trump only getting stronger every time the left charges him with another bogus crime. I mean, honestly, the media you know, should have learned this in 2016. Would have been better if you just ignored him. But you can't help yourself, which only makes him stronger. As, <clears throat> as, as uh, you keep saying, he's got to be stopped. For what? For what? Stop for what? Because fascism is already here. It, it, it's, it's why you can smear in the press with the help of government agencies It's why you only want D.C. judges to hear your case against Trump. It's why you have to go to social media to get them to silence anyone who disagrees with you. It's fascism. And by the way, you're telling us you fear him the most. Any American who is awake may not even like Trump's style or what he's done. But if you fear him, well, he's the right guy for me, huh? He's the right guy for people who believe in fairness and the Bill of Rights. Now, the problem with this is your lefty school teacher unions and your lefty universities have so corrupted the education regarding the Constitution and Bill of Rights 
to further your goal of a communist, fascist, or some sort sort of totalitarian state, that those who are on the right, many of us who are now fighting for the opposite of you, may not even be fighting for liberty and justice for all because they don't even know what that means. You failed to teach the Bill of Rights and how it's supposed to apply to all people. Finally, he says there's a small percentage of Republicans who say they'll support Trump unless he's convicted. Wow. Haley, therefore, has no chance of getting more than a small fraction of Trump's current supporters to add to her collection of Trump's skeptical Republicans. She might make a respectable showing as number two, thus setting her up to be Trump's vice presidential nominee, if he will have her, in which case her entire campaign will have been largely for show. Indeed, it will have served chiefly as a conveyor belt for Trump skeptics to get on board with a Trump train in the end. Now, wouldn't that be rich? If that happens, you on the left will have to change from Nikki can save us to Nikki's worse than Trump. Now, how can I predict that? Well, George Bush was Hitler, if you if you remember. Well, so was Ronald Reagan. But George Bush was Hitler, and then John McCain was worse, then Mitt Romney was worse, then Hitler and John McCain combined. And then Trump, once again, was returned to Hitler. Uh, and you've already announced that Ron DeSantis is worse than Hitler Trump. So, I mean, what's really funny is that the only people that are worse in real life than Hitler were Stalin and Mao. One of which you and your universities completely ignore his atrocities. And the other had a president glorify and even hang a Christmas ball with Mao's face on it at the White House Christmas tree. Anyway, this author goes on in the Washington Post. If that's what she's up to, then the joke will be on the the Coke Network, J.P. Morgan Chase and Jamie Dimon and others who have looked up to her as the last hope for start for stopping Trump. Uh, well, you know, in that list, you failed to mention BlackRock. Proving the point of 70% of voters, nothing will change. You're clearly for her, but you won't be in the general. How do I know? Just look at your track record of John McCain, who you loved, was the ultimate bipartisan guy. But the minute he was the candidate this guy who you love most republicans didn't you went crazy on him he's hitler the glenn back program <laughs> let me tell you about lifelock there is no question that the internet has been amazing for connecting us with one another the, the whole world over but its strength is also its weakness cyber criminals you know they're not lost on oh wait a minute all this information is coming out manipulating online connections and relationships to their advantage, uh, happens all the time, and most of which you'll never see, you'll never spot. It is important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect your life. It's dangerously easy, especially this time of the year. If you become a victim of uh, uh, identity theft, uh, you're in trouble unless you have LifeLock. A, they're going to do everything they can to spot it before it happens to you. But if you do become a victim, they have a U.S.-based dedicated restoration specialist that will work to fix it 
It's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock, so do it now. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25% now. Promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. A great last-minute Christmas gift. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're so very glad that you joined us. Uh, there's a couple of things going on. Um... You know, I saw Hunter Biden selling his art to buy prostitutes and help his dad accumulate more money uh, so he can trade on his dad's name and then buy some more prostitutes. And I thought, man, this guy spends money on things he really believes in. Um, you know, he puts his money where his mouth is, literally. Um, and shouldn't we all? Shouldn't we all? So this Christmas, I'm going to follow in Hunter's footsteps. I mean, not exactly. I'm not going to buy prostitutes, but... Uh, I'm going to be selling my art, but instead of buying prostitutes, I'm going to donate all of it to charity. For the next three days at glenbeckart.com, I'm hosting a silent auction for three different signed giclés of my art. And the proceeds from each piece of art going directly to three different charities. I pick three different charities and three pieces specifically for each charity. The first one is Morning of Hope, Dusk of Despair. This painting is the MS St. Louis uh, from 1939, carried hundreds of Jewish refugees who were trying to escape the Nazis. In the painting, it's a beautiful spring morning and the ship is passing in front of the Statue of Liberty, morning of hope. Or is it the dusk of despair? Because we denied them entry. Is that ship actually pulling out of port and in the dusk of despair. By the way, most of these people died in the Holocaust after we sent them back. The charity I picked for this painting, by the way, it's really beautiful. You don't have to remember that story. It's really a beautiful painting. I picked this painting uh, for Ezra International. They're a Christian humanitarian aid organization, supports Jews all around the world who want to emigrate to Israel. With anti-Semitism on the rise, uh, I don't know. Israel has to exist, otherwise we'll repeat the MS St. Louis. The Jews aren't safe in their own home. They're not going to be welcome anyplace else. That uh, is available now at glenbeckart.com. The next piece of art that I'm auctioning is titled Redeemed. It's Johnny Cash's mugshot after he got caught with cocaine. Uh, if you look at this painting, most people will go, well, that's the lowest point of his life. Um, but I don't think this moment happened to him it happened for him and because of this moment he gave his life to god and followed him for the rest of his life he was so on fire with god that he made multiple trips uh, to israel and recorded an entire album called the holy land messy story but the moment of that mugshot was the beginning of his new life and he was redeemed for that reason the proceeds for this painting are going to the One Heart Project. This project uh, meets young people at their lowest moment after they've been arrested. And uh, they don't get a second chance, usually. The One Heart Project surrounds them with support and good role models to pick them up and put them on the right path and make sure they don't end up back in jail. The final one I'm auctioning is Save the Republic. And this is one of my favorite. It hangs in my office. I just love this one. Uh, and all of the proceeds are going to Mercury One, who is still on the ground in Maui. 
still on the ground rescuing people in Afghanistan, still on the ground in uh, Israel. Mercury One uh, is obviously my charity. Each painting represents the work of these three charities. Uh, and whichever organization you feel led to support or whichever painting you like, 100% of the proceeds are going uh, to those uh, charities so they can keep doing God's will, uh, will. All the information about the auction, the charities, and how to bid, available on the front page of glenbeckart.com. That's glenbeckart.com. By the way, if you see a poster or something else, it's 50% off everything except the originals now at glenbeckart.com. Welcome to Mr. Pat Gray. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. Wow, this is an impressive box. This is beautiful. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. So uh, this from, is it's our sold out Christmas box, but we held out one for you guys. Oh, thank oh, you. Yeah. you really, it's wow. already sold out. It is. So you can't get it anymore. No, you can get the cookies, but you can't get the box. Wow, the Kexi <clears throat> bakery. The box cost us about forty eight hundred dollars per box. Really, so, yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. yeah, we're taking wow, a little bit of a loss too. on them. Uh, God bless us, everyone. And inside are oh wow, look at that. Oh, and then look at the trading cards. Daniel did those. The what? Uh, the, the trading cards are from uh, a Christmas Carol. So they've got oh like my gosh. Scrooge. And, this cost you. You're yeah. not making this money no, back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> wow, those are amazing. Yeah, they're pretty. You know, cool. can I? Huh. I now, cool. Glenn, we talk about the economy all the time. Yeah. Can I make a? I don't know. A, a little uh, suggestion for our economy. Yeah. And Pat, maybe this would be something you participate in. Mm-hmm. When you do something incredible like this, maybe the time to to come on and talk about it is when they're, <laughs> when still they're available. At the beginning when of they're available. Like, yeah, like yeah, maybe like yeah. when you could still theoretically <laughs> sell them to the audience. <laughs> yeah. you, you should can tell us still about get it. the cookies. Yes, you, you can still time. get the cookies yeah. in time and, for Christmas. And it comes. Yes, if you order right now, if you order this week up until Saturday, we can get guaranteed delivery by Christmas. K e k s i dot com. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah, really. Yeah, they're, they're really good. best cookies. Best yeah. cookies. Uh all right. So uh let's uh let's talk about a couple of other things. Do you see that uh government jobs now are through the roof? We're gonna set a new record. Highest ever, this right? Month. Yes. Yeah, it's the highest ever creating yeah, highest jobs. Ever. Be twenty-three million government employees. My gosh. That that's unreal. So ten that's, million away from ten percent of our of our entire population working for the federal government. That's why he That's still great. has 37% approval because those are all government yeah, yeah. workers. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. So here's the stats. In 2000, it was uh, 20 million. In 2010, it was 22.9 million. In 2020, it was down just a little bit. It was 22.5. Right now, it's 22.96. It will be 23 million by the end of the month. Jeez, and you get and you're letting people go. If you're a small business person, you're struggling right now and going, "How am I not going to let people go?" Mm-hmm. Well, just tell them the government's hiring, and they'll say this is it's great obscene. news for the economy, right? Yeah. They'll say it's obscene. Oh well, this is working. Bidenomics is working, and this is if there is anything that is central to Bidenomics, it's it is this, right? It's expansion of government. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I guess you are creating. I mean, it is a straight line to creating jobs. You're just making up jobs for, you know, BS, uh, you know, institutions. And I guess you could get everybody hired there eventually. We'll just, this is a, a path to socialism that we can all accept. So let me give you, uh, let me give you a look at uh, inflation. Has anybody watched Home Alone lately? 
Uh, I feel like I watch it every year, but I do. I, it's been I haven't watched yeah. it in probably at least a year. We are getting we we watch you know uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street on Thanksgiving. We watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles the <laughs> night before, mm-hmm. and then Home Alone is coming up next week. Right? Watch when Kevin goes in to buy groceries. You want to talk about mm. inflation? Wow. Okay. A little cheaper. He has twenty dollars on him. That's all he has. Do you remember what he buys? I don't. Half gallon of milk, a half gallon of orange juice, a TV dinner, bread, (laughs) frozen macaroni and cheese, laundry detergent, cling wrap, (laughs) toilet paper, a pack of army men, and dryer sheets. $19.83 with tax. Okay? (laughs) Last year, now remember, it's going to be better this year. Last year. The same grocery list went from $19.83 to $44.40. But the White House is telling us this is the most inexpensive year for yeah, grocery shopping. Right. Yes. Right. It's gone from $44.40 last year to $72.28 this year. In one oh, year? In one year. Gosh. Why? For the, those, well... The uh, economy is doing so well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah people yeah, are, yeah. Right. Right. People right, are right, more right. winning by. Th- yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, seriously. Like, why? Is it dryer sheet? Are dryer sheets going nuts? Like, uh, what's I don't going know. On? It's, a, it's all the individual stuff. Yes. First, I mean. Hey, you can have some of those weird. I mean, obviously, inflation but overall this isn't has not weird. gone up that much. But This isn't weird, though. A gallon of milk uh, or a half gallon of milk, half gallon of orange juice, TV mm. dinner. That's weird. Bread, frozen mac and cheese, laundry detergent, cling wrap, toilet paper. The army men is weird, and the dryer <laughs> sheets. That's not weird. That's, what do you mean weird? Like things that what, normal people don't buy? Those are things people buy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and TV so, dinners aren't called TV dinners anymore, but right. people buy frozen entrees all the Correct. time. Correct. So, I mean, that's that's pretty rational. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I wonder why it's... I, I wonder if there's one real outlier product in there for it to go up that much that quickly. So, the moral of the story, though, is don't leave your kid home by himself if you're when you're do, going leave, to France yeah, with leave the rest of the family. Bucks. Leave at least 100 and, bucks. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. No $20 bills anymore. <laughs> and it won't really, cut it. <laughs> if you're in that situation as a child, like the softness of your dried clothes is not Shouldn't that important. Right then yeah, like that's not a no. priority. It, right. It, you know, <laughs> he learned from his mother. <laughs> do not take that little boy down for learning how to do his own laundry from his mother. It's impressive that he knew. I just think a beautiful point. Thank you. Pat, thank you. There's a prioritization that maybe he should also learn from his mother, although his mother is prioritizing her trip to France over her son, so maybe not. Well, not really. She just forgot how many... How many times times has that happened to you? Oh, man. I mean, zero, but I've only been to France once. So, you know what's weird is, you know, I saw one conservative outlet saying, uh, just watching, you know, watching Home Alone shows you how far the middle class has fallen. Uh, That's not a middle class family. It was never a middle class family. No, never. No way. Beautiful house. Oh yeah. Not only a beautiful house, but who can afford to take take the whole family to France? France France (laughs) during the holidays, (laughs) right? Okay. And you know, mom, (laughs) mom and dad are sitting in first class. That that that's not a middle class family. I remember looking at that house, thinking, oh yeah, nice. Gosh, and that was the height of remember Ralph Lauren. Uh, and uh, he had, you know, the wallpaper and everything else. That was that was mm. such a Ralph Lauren kind of look. Yeah, which again, yeah. even back then, wasn't really affordable. 
Mm-hmm. Have they? Are they still editing Donald Trump out of the sequel? I don't know. They were doing that for a while, and you have to believe that's now. Were they really? Yeah, they would take oh him gosh, right yeah. out of it. Yeah, when yeah, they would yeah. re-air it. They thought it was. Yeah, wow. they thought it was. It was is wrong Macaul- to- Macaulay Culkin is he in the uh, sequel? Uh, yes, yeah, he yeah. is. The, yeah. He's oh. this time he was abandoned uh, in New York. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His parents are terrible people. Let's <laughs> yeah, be no honest kidding. about it. Like they just well, don't should, care about their son. You know, CPS should be paying him a visit. Right. Can I can I bring up something else? Maybe we can talk about this tomorrow because we're out of time. But. You know who else is a horrible, horrible person? Oh, Santa! In wow! All of yeah, in well, all of those Christmas tales, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh my gosh, he's a bastard! Yeah, he's, he's tough terrible. on in some of those. Yeah, tough. And the fictional portrayal of Santa in some of these specials is not what I believe Thank to be you. accurate. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Santa, I'm sure is a good guy. Yes, the real, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, when you're talking about it's portrayed the poorly, one. there. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. Tell, he tells he Santa's tells Rudolph's just... dad that he should be ashamed of himself. Right. <laughs> he yeah. has a kid with a red nose. Right. That's not cool. Oh, you didn't That's have cool. a cripple, did you? <laughs> Wait, what? You should be ashamed of yourself. Next thing you know, you're going to have a kid in a wheelchair. <laughs> wow. All right, back in just a second. Thank you, Pat. All right, uh, my pillow. My pillow loves solving problems. They made everybody sleep a million times better with a pillow. Now they're coming out with towels. They've got a six-piece towel set now for an amazing introductory sale price for as low as $29.98 with my, my uh, promo code BECK. You can get the designer premium line for $20 more. Now, if you're going to buy this, you know, because it's the holidays, may I suggest you go the extra $20? What will company think? (laughs) You have to have those towels that nobody else uses. They're the designer line, you know. Kids, don't. Those are for company. No matter what set you decide on, it's 50% in savings right now through December 12th. You can also get free shipping. No minimum spend is required. And to find this offer, just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener special square. Check out the new MyTowel six-piece set and get 50% in savings. Remember, enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 966-3117. It's an 800 number. Or MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. In case you didn't know, the things you do with your money matter. You can affect change in the country with your wallet as much as you can with your vote. And buying things that are American are a big part of this equation. And I'll say, when you get to near the holidays, it makes even more sense. We're all spending a lot more. We're all dishing out tons of cash to buy presents for Christmas as we get closer. American Giant is a great way to go and a great place to put your money as we get closer to the holidays because you're not only buying that person that you love a present that they will you know cherish for a very long time and and they'll remember you 20 years from now when they're still wearing like an awesome hoodie from american giant but also you're helping the country at the same time uh, because this is a, a a company that cares they care about american manufacturing and that's why every stitch of thread every metal rivet every drop of ink is assembled right here in America. You're not just buying the clothing, you're investing in the process that can help save our country. And this is the independent spirit, independent spirit of manufacturing that we've been talking about forever. So what can you do? Well, go to American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. There's an American giant in all of us. You can support the country, you can get great quality clothing, and you can make everybody on your list incredibly happy.
by going to American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Uh, it's, it's the right thing to do. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash G-L-E-N-N. You didn't go see Godzilla, did you? No, I did not. I did not you make it out there. Shirk. I had other things going on, you know? Are you, what are you doing tonight? Uh, Want to go to Godzilla? I mean, in, in with you? Well, yeah. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> How about if you go by yourself? Yeah, yeah I'm interested okay, in yeah, that. Right, yeah, that yeah, sounds okay, really good, good. Good, yeah. I mean, even if you were to sit in another mm. part of the theater, I would be interested. I could do that. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. We could just go but not recognize each other. Or maybe People go- might think that it's weird. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's Stu from the Glenn. <laughs> and over there, it's Glenn. What the hell is happening? Social distancing. Yeah. We, we just take just COVID like, too and seriously. And once in a while, and- we just go, shut up, Stu. <laughs> It'd be great. Yeah, no, I do want to see it. I was, I, I, I'm uh, in that time of year, Glenn, where I have uh, um, a Christmas. Christmas party every 11 minutes. Do you? Yes. So I don't have. You know what solves that? What? Not having friends. Right. You know, if you don't have well, friends, I I haven't I haven't missed a single. Well, I missed one. I did miss did one. did miss the work one. I did yeah, miss yes. the work one. First time ever. That's true. That's yeah. true. You're, that, I will say that's the one party I see you at. Yeah. <laughs> just just that one. The problem we both have with this situation, though, is that both of our, our wives have friends. I don't have any friends. These no. are all people that I know through my wife or my son's uh, friends' parents. I think my wife would claim that I've scared all of them off. Okay, see, that's you know, I mean, you need to be a you little. You just bit... need to be a little spookier when you're out there. You know, just yes. be like, I want to talk to you about the economy, and people are like, don't invite them again. Yes, I should. Yeah. I should do that. Like every, you go there and be like, let me tell you about the 1920s <laughs> and uh, the collapse of. Yeah, just yeah. Go may into I, that. May I just tell you the odds of all of us? being wiped out by a nuclear strike right now higher than it's been since the 1950s yeah just ruin the party <laughs> just ruin the party you do that mm. nobody calls you again i like that yeah do you um here, let me give you another quirk. i don't think i've been invited to a single party except for the one i missed Which and is- i'm not saying that with like oh, oh right uh, I, I went to a party this weekend and my wife doesn't read the um the invitations i've noticed this is a thing. This is a new thing for Christmas. Really, she doesn't really? read the invitations. So we show up to this party. It's a costume party. Everyone's in a costume except us. We just and, walk in in the holidays. And the holiday it was a holiday costume. Now, look, why would you do that? I don't know. I got why other you're doing. things. It was I've a got blast. We had a great time. Yeah. But it was. Uh, we were the one. The one. Pe- we showed up, and it was also one of those like you know white elephant gift parties. We didn't yeah. bring any gifts. That's great. Because she didn't read it. She you, read you she were in the costume. Time. You were going as uh, Joe Biden and uh, and Dr. Jill. They're just clueless. I'm using that from now on. I am playing that role expertly. <laughs> I'm using that from now on. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. You can get out of anything with that. Get out of anything. Maybe that's what Biden's really doing. Yeah. You He's show like, up the day after the party and you're like, wait, what happened? Oh, see? I'm coming mm. as Joe Biden. I got the dates wrong. <laughs> The Glenn Beck Program. Doing all your shopping, may I ask, the left has ramped up its exp- uh, its efforts to abort babies. We have to do the same to help save babies. Preborn's network of clinics saves about 200 babies every day by offering free ultrasounds to expecting moms, doubling that baby's chance uh, at life. Doubling the chance mom says, I want to keep the baby. It's 28 bucks. Now is the time to put your uh, urine write-offs at work. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, pound 250, $28. Uh, we'll get an ultrasound for a mom. 
$5,000 will uh, cover them for a for a, a whole day, the entire network around the country, and $15,000 will buy an ultrasound machine. Please, if you can, write it off. Do the right thing. Preborn.com slash Glenn. That's preborn.com slash G-L-E-N-N. sick freak welcome to monday i've got good news too really good news you might have missed it over the weekend okay okay yeah you want to now yeah I mean, you want to open your present because i'm usually the one that's like you want to open your present now let's open your present it's not even christmas yet. i know sheila jackson lee lost ah! blowout wow as the houston mayor uh, mayoral good job uh, yeah she's well the problem was everyone was voting on the wrong day <laughs> Because she told them to. <laughs> or did her staff that she likes to berate mm-hmm. actually get that wrong? Perhaps intentionally. There's going to be... I'm, I'm afraid of... Check check the office for bodies. I'm afraid oh, who she's going to murder after this. Man. All right. We, uh, we begin hour number two of today's broadcast here in just a second. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. It is possible to get rid of that pain that you've been carrying around for so long. But not only is it possible, you also also could go back to feeling the way you used to. Remember those days back when you didn't have to check in with your body before everything you did? I used to suffer from horrible pain in my hands all the time, and it has changed me for good. This is a supplement that helps fight inflammation. 100% drug-free, developed by doctors to reduce or eliminate pain. Over a million people have tried the Quick Start Kit. 70% of them have gone on to order again and again. It's 1995. Relief Factor. They even have their feel better or your money back guarantee. So give it a try. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4, RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Stand up. All right, so we're uh, doing a, um, I'm doing a charity auction for the next three days. I want to let you know about it. Uh, GlennBeckArt.com. I'm auctioning off three separate uh, signed limited run uh, G-Clays of my art. Proceeds are going to three separate charities. Uh, I picked a piece of art specifically because they tell a story that I think relates to the work the charity is doing. Uh, one of the charities is the One Heart Project. It's a charity that helps young people rebuild their lives after being you know, put in prison. Uh, Ezra International is working to support impoverished and persecuted Jews, start a new life in Israel all over the world. And the charity that I founded, Mercury One. There are three different paintings. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you win and you're like, I like one of the other paintings, I'll, I'll do another painting, you know, for you, whatever is up on the website. Uh, you can go to glenbeckart.com. This is something, you know, what's great about this. Listen to this sales job. Student, listen to this. What's great about this is it's the end of the year. So whatever you give, it's all tax deductible. You're going to be able to write it off. And you have a piece of art signed by me that you can give to somebody you don't like. 
Oh, yeah. So you're you're not necessarily targeting all of these for people you do like. Well, yeah. I mean, it's my art. What would piss somebody off more? I mean, if this isn't the holiday season, mm. tell me what is. What would piss off your family member that you have to get a present for than a piece of art that they might like? And then you tell them, yeah, see the signature? That's Glenn Beck. Oh, they'll hate it. And yet they'll have to hang it because you're coming over to their house all the time. Mm-hmm. Where's that really expensive painting I bought? Where is that? Oh, I mean, it's torture. It is. Yeah. So if you want to hurt someone that you're giving a Christmas present Absolutely. to, this, this is, is a great get, way to do this it. This is your gift. Okay. <laughs> I like it. It's an interesting pitch. <laughs> and it doesn't really cost you anything because you write it off. See what I'm saying? That's not exactly how taxes work. I'm but pretty yeah, sure that's the way it works. Pretty close. Don't convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I have to reevaluate. Anyway, uh, the highest bid uh, goes to a great cause. Just go to glenbeckart.com, glenbeckart.com. By the way, everything except the originals are 50% off right now. Uh, I found out when I did that, I found out, you know, that means that you make like $4 on the mm-hmm. art. And I'm like, that's how much this crap cost. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, you remember you insisted on, you know, the best. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. So I'm not really getting rich off of this anyway. You just get a great piece of art. Uh, it's glenbeckart.com. That's glenbeckart.com. Uh, by the way, all the proceeds for the auction go to the charities. All the proceeds that come to me, that all goes to uh, preserve American history. Otherwise, I can't afford that. Uh, I got to tell you what. I, <laughs> I got to tell you what. We're trying to get at an auction, but you. I don't want to say it until after the auction because I don't want anybody else to know. Who might go, ooh. That sounds interesting. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Nope, nope. I'm not, what, auction? Nope. Don't know anything And your about wife it. is going to hmm? approve these purchases my this wife time? Is or? Going, my wife is... I've noticed that lately, you're lately, what you've been doing is also not telling her about the auctions. You no, tell... No, no, You don't tell the people so they don't bid against you, and you no. don't tell her so she doesn't know that you're spending no, the money on them. I don't know what them. you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't about. know? Nope. Because I thought you would. Nope. Mm-hmm. Honey, we're just writing a check to... Charity. That's what we're. I need this. Don't look at the check. Don't look at the checkbook. No, no, no. Don't look at the checkbook. It's uh, you know, uh, there's so much <laughs> propaganda from the liberal media these days. The yeah. checkbook. Who knows what lies are in there, in that checkbook? In our checkbook? Yeah. yeah. Who knows what, what the way they're man, the 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 WEF is is manipulating these individual checkbooks now. Amen. Right. Uh, who knows yeah, what they're I doing? I do know what you mean right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That damn WEF. Honey. Yeah. Right. <sighs> they're so oh, bad. Bastards. Hey, there's a new poll out that I'd like to share with you. It actually comes out tomorrow, so this is exclusive today. But I have some questions on it. So there's a new poll out that shows, um, seems to show that fraud may have happened in the last election. Okay. Hmm. Uh, This is a uh, a brand new Heartland uh, Institute Rasmussen poll. Um, So here is, well, let me just, I'll just read the questions to you, all right? Mm -hmm. Here are the full results. On the election fraud, 2020 presidential election. One, if your state banned mail-in balloting in next year's presidential election, would you choose to vote in person or would you choose not to vote at all? 94% said that they would vote in person. 
2% said they wouldn't vote. 4% said they're not sure. So very little impact when they always talk about like, we need to do this. Voting. So, but not much impact even right. for the people who do like it. Uh, we're now going to ask you several questions about voting in the 2020 presidential election. Your responses will remain anonymous. So please answer honestly. Who did you vote for in 2020, the presidential election? 45% Donald Trump, 46% Joe Biden, 4% some other candidate, 3% didn't vote, 1% not sure. I want to know who that person is. I can't remember who I voted for. I can't. I just don't. I don't. Okay, this is not the FBI calling. You can tell us. Um, Did you vote with an absentee or mail-in ballot in 2020? 30% yes, 68% no. 2%, uh, not sure. Okay. Now, this the following is answered by respondents who voted by absentee or mail-in ballot only. Mm -hmm. Okay? During the 2020 election, did a friend or family member fill out your ballot in part or in full on your behalf? 19... Before we go on, that's not legal, right? No. You can't do that. No. Uh, so that would be, if you say yes to that, you would no matter who some you sort of election for. violation. Right. During the 2020 election, did a friend or family member fill out your ballot in part or in full on your behalf? 19% said yes. 79% said no. Hmm. So 19% of that group uh, yes. qualified for this uh, particular yes. voting Yes, of the 30%. Okay. During the 2020 election, did you fill out a ballot in part or in full on behalf of a friend or family member, such as a spouse or a child? 21% said Mm. yes. You're not supposed to do that either. No. No. During the 2020 election, did you cast a mail-in ballot in a state where you were no longer a permanent resident? Uh Uh-oh. You're not supposed to do that, Glenn. 17% said yes. 82% 82% said no. 1% said, I don't know what you're talking about. That's the right way to answer, by the way, if you did it. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed I mean, to just say, ah, what are you talking I don't know. They've got you on tape, right? you know, with the NSA. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is a, you know, this is Rasmussen, Colin, but you know they're listening. Anyway, during the 2020 election, did you sign a ballot or a ballot envelope on behalf of friend or family without his or her permission? What do you think that number is? Wow, without the permission. Without their permission. Should Before, be. it could have been like, I'm just filling it out for my wife. Right. You know, she's busy, and I was sitting there in the kitchen. I'm like, let me fill yours out. Yeah, like, I think you could come up with yeah. an argument like an elderly couple where one is maybe have yes. some issues. Like, there, right. I think even some states have some right. uh, ways to cover that. Yeah. But this is different, right? Without well, their permission is, is Did you sign a ballot or a ballot envelope on behalf of a friend or family member without his or her permission? Blatant election violation yes. um gosh i mean it shouldn't be more than a I mean, it should be zero obviously mm-hmm. should, maybe there's a couple of percent that one percent uh, okay. i don't know i'm not sure <laughs> i can't remember okay 17 percent oh, said wow. yes that's way too high boys and way girls. too high yeah. uh during the uh 2020 election did a friend family member or organization such as a political party Offer to pay or reward you for voting. <laughs> that one really should be zero. That's blatantly illegal. You can't do that. 1% not sure. Okay. I don't know where I got that money. Mm-hmm. 8% yes. 
that's really that's much too high. Do you know a friend, family? It's too high. It's that's much eight, too high. That's eight percent should go to high. jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know a friend, family member, coworker, or other acquaintance who has admitted to you that he or she has cast a mail-in ballot in 2020 in a state other than his or her state of permanent residence? So eight. What was it? Seventeen percent. Was it seventeen? Uh, we're no longer, yeah, 17% said I was no longer a resident, and I did that, okay? Did you have a friend, a coworker, anyone tell you they did that? 8% said yes. Hmm. Uh, do you know a friend, family, coworker, or other acquaintance who admitted to you that he or she has cast a mail-in ballot in 2020 in a state other than his or her permanent resident? 10% yes. Did you know a friend, family member, coworker, or any acquaintance who has admitted to you that he or she has filed uh, or filled out a ballot on behalf of another person? 11% said yes. Hmm. This is interesting, too, because, you know, some, sometimes poll questions have this thing where people will answer to benefit their own side. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, I mean, in this one, it's hard to see how that would happen because you're saying, I mean, maybe, I guess, if you're a conservative, you're... you're well, there's the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's several things that I would like to know. Um, first of all, out of the ones who said they were Democrats, what was the percentage? Now, is it different than the Republicans? Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. However, however, um, 43% of all ballots cast in the 2020 election were by mail. So if the survey is correct, it would mean that at a minimum, 9% of all ballots in the 2020 election involved fraud, more than double the difference between Trump and Biden in the national popular vote, okay, mm-hmm. if, if it's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one in 10 voters in the survey, including both in-person and mail-in voters, said they knew somebody who personally admitted to them that they had committed one or more kinds of voter fraud. This is an addition. This is the first time in history we know of where huge percentages of voters have admitted to committing voter fraud. The result of the survey also shows 8% of voters say that a friend, family member, organization's political party offered to pay reward for them voting another kind of fraud. If this survey is accurate, this is proof of wide, well, it's a poll, so I don't know if you can call it proof. But it is evidence that leads one to believe there was widespread uh, voter fraud. Now, Hmm. here's the problem. You know, it was 36% Democrat, 33% Republican, 31% other. Among the people who answered yes to some kind of fraud, a party affiliation was... I'll tell you in 60 seconds. First... Credit card balances are at an all-time high. There is no sign that that is going to change anytime soon. A lot of Americans are getting absolutely buried in high-interest credit card debt. But there's good news if you're a homeowner, and it comes from American financing. If you're dealing with debts, American financing can help you access the cash in your home to pay off that debt. Just give them a call sometime today. The process starts with a free mortgage review with a salary-based mortgage consultant. If you start now, you may be able to delay two mortgage payments, and you could even close in as little as 10 days. 
Nothing to lose. Call American Financing now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, among the people that answered yes to some kind of fraud, the party official uh, affiliation was roughly even. Now, Mm. there's an important reason why you shouldn't look into the numbers for a specific voter ideology, party uh, behavior. One, this particular uh, poll, the sample size is way small once you take yeah, the poll from all of them, right, and then right. say, "Did That's you vote for, by mail?" Then it's it's down to a very a smaller number, and then you say, "Did you also vote this?" It's an even smaller number. Right. Mm. Okay. Thirty percent of respondents said that they voted via mail. One of the main questions: only a third of Republicans say they voted by mail. And this is another thing: if you just look at the Republicans who voted by mail. That would apply to the one-third of the 30% mentioned. That's such a small group, it could skew it any, either way. But also, Democrats were more likely to vote by mail, 58%. Not 30, but 58. So, the, t- the number might look equal, but it's not equal. So, basically, there is a, again, all the uh, disclaimers aside here, There there is a an issue with these sorts of problems in all mail-in balloting. And in addition to that, Democrats tend to vote by mail much more often. Correct. So it probably is more of a problem on that side of the aisle. Though some of this might just be, while we call it fraud, it also is just a problem with mail-in voting generally. Yeah. Um, It doesn't necessarily mean someone's trying to do something um, uh, untoward. or It doesn't necessarily mean that. It just means that uh, there are massive problems. With and then you add in to that like Zuckerbox and everything else. Yeah. And you've got a system you can't trust at all. It would be interesting to follow up on this because I mean, another part of this that would be interesting to me is what is this number as opposed to other election cycles? Like, is it, is they the, say this is the highest they've asked these questions before. Um, I thought this was a one first time thing. That was my so, understanding. But yeah, but it, what was it? It was phrased in such a way that led me to believe Hang on, let me look for it. But go ahead and make your point. Uh, but basically, like, I think this is the, these are good questions to follow up with every election cycle, right? Like, we should get a running number to understand if this is going up, it's going down. I mean, you know, you, if you want to defend mail-in voting, you might just say, well, this is, a, this is a, obviously that we need, to, we, we need to educate people on how to do it. You're not allowed to sign this for your wife. It's a, it's a crime. Right. People need to know that. Maybe some of them don't. This is how it's phrased. This is the first time in history that we know of where a huge percentage of voters have admitted to committing voter fraud. Right. So it's maybe uh, the first poll. Yeah, it's the first time this has been uncovered. That's kind of my question. Like, is this number about this, is it 10, 20% every single time? Which is another major problem. It just doesn't necessarily mean that 2020 was an outlier. But look, anytime you can get a first piece of information it's a good thing. So I'm Do glad to know. Do you think, though, that we have done, does anybody, Republican, independent, uh, uh, Democrat, does anybody think that we've actually secured 
the vote, that we've made it better, we've learned from 2020, that we've well, made it better? We know every vote is secure when <laughs> yeah. your side wins. Yes. When your side wins, everyone, no one complains at all about voter fraud. See, here's the problem. Because, and the government knows this, this is just yet another log on the fire that just keeps burning that they, they are doing things intentionally. Everybody knows that if Donald Trump wins, let's say he's the candidate, the nominee, if he wins, the country will be set on fire because the left will call the Democrats will say voter fraud, just like they did in 2000, Mm -hmm. just like Hillary Clinton said to do in 2020 if Biden didn't win. Okay, so they're going to call the call voter fraud and they already have the entire plan to set the streets on fire if that happens. If Joe Biden wins, I don't know a single person that would say, oh, yeah, well, that was totally legitimate. I don't know a single person. Would you feel comfortable saying just what you know now? I'm, you know, it depends on what actually happens. But do you will you feel comfortable now that our that our elections are secure? Well, I think the healthy thing is to never feel comfortable with that and to always be questioning and it always be pushing back. If you're not doing that, that's how you fall victim to have we done these that, problems though? i mean that doesn't seem like it i know there's some like states it. the problem the funny thing about this is there have been some states that have made their election some laws states. a lot better the problem yeah. is they're all the states that you're not that worried about right they're all the states on the right who have done this the states on the left have done uh, a lot to expand quote unquote expand access right which usually means we sent a f- uh, $50 bill in a ballot uh, <laughs> to their house six months ago and we're gonna keep, we're gonna harass them to pick it up. Uh, a slight exaggeration, but not that much. The, this is a, the problem, and, and the left well, is here's going. The great thing, twenty twenty four. It's gonna be interesting to see how we work this all out. It is. Hey, you know, it's gonna be great to watch. It's gonna be fun to it's watch. Gonna be very it's gonna entertaining be to watch. The Glenn Beck Program. I want to tell you about a United States Marine Corps Captain Pilot John Jeremy Sachs. He was killed along with five other service members when his military aircraft crash during a training exercise his family and friends remember him as courageous a brilliant man who devoted his career and the people were special that were special to him he devoted himself to them as well Sack's wife amber gave birth to their second daughter three months after his death can you imagine this is where tunnel to towers comes in they paid the mortgage on the Sachs family home Because Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes, uh, the Sachs family doesn't have to worry about a house. They've helped over a thousand military and first responder families navigate the worst of times by removing a burden of the mortgage payment. Help them out now. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two T. Go there now. Tunnel to Towers. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the code Glenn Plus. You'll save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. My son, you know, he just went to... uh, Tony Robbins. He spent probably two weeks now with Tony Robbins. And, uh, oh my gosh. 
Tony has just made my life so complex now. It's just really, yeah, because he's always like, "Let's go, let's go, come on, let's go, come on, let's go," and you're like, "Okay, calm, slow down, slow down." No, Dad, I don't want to slow down. You know, maybe it's your age that is saying slow down. Well, I mean, I, you know what I'm living? Do you remember that son, song by Cat Stevens, Father and Son? It's like, I'm old, I'm happy. You're talking about this, Yusef Islam? Yeah, you got time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, yes, but it was when he was Cat Stevens. Mm. No, uh, don't dead name him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. Is he a woman now, too? I don't know. Okay. Probably. Uh, anyway. No, actually, now, because he's converted to Islam, so my guess is no. Yeah. And not you, doing that. And you know what? It, you know what's, mm-hmm. it, what is good about it is it's exciting to be around people that are exciting. You know, things... You, I don't think people realize how much effect they can have on people, you know? Did you know, for instance, did you know that um, Hanukkah candles are not supposed to be, you know, on the mantle or the dinner table? The, the Hanukkah candles are supposed to be lit. Do you know where? No, I do not. Just outside the door or in a window visible from the streets. Okay. Well, that one seems like I'll, you have drapes. I would think it's a little concerning, well, yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. other than that. But I mean, but that says a lot, doesn't it? And in, especially, you you are supposed to celebrate publicly, right. The miracle of of Hanukkah. So it's supposed to be in the windows. But in a world where you know you're Jewish and you're like, I don't think I'm going to put the menorah. I mean, that's. I mean, that should say everything. If you're living, because yeah. I've read a lot of people from Los Angeles, they don't want, they just are like, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. That's wrong. That's wrong. But anyway, the idea is that you need to share your light. Uh, and, you know, just to, with everything that's going on, if you're seeing somebody with a menorah in their window, that's a person of courage. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, that's a person of courage. And those who don't, I mean, you know, I guess, you know, you could say you're living in fear. I think it's justifiable in some areas, but you're living in fear. And fear is actually a friend. Fear is what keeps us alive because the world is a really dangerous place. If you had no fear, you would have, as a kid, walked off the roof. You know, you would have done those jackass things. All the time, because you have no fear. Fear and the avoidance of danger, they're, they're wired deep into us. We recoil from a snake. We don't even, before we even consciously identify it as a snake, we know because that reflex is embedded so deeply into us. It's almost impossible to train yourself out of it. And it's a good thing, because fear is also contagious. Now, good thing and bad thing. It's contagious. That's a good thing. A scream, a tone of voice, posture, facial expression. That will communicate fear from one person to the next. And that's a survival mechanism. Again, somebody in your group is afraid. Maybe they know something that I don't know. Maybe, maybe they've seen the tiger and, and I haven't seen it yet. And the smart thing is to react before asking too many questions. You just shut down. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then you can ask questions maybe. Because we are animals. We're social animals. And we're constantly informed by one another, constantly calibrating against each other. And that goes for a positive as well as negative. Crowds can turn into mobs and do horrible things. 
Okay, L- way beyond what an individual in that crowd could or would do. Anybody who has experienced this knows it gets out of control fast. Anybody who has been to church, let's say on Sunday, family went to Gateway yesterday, and and it was just it was really uplifting. A truly intense, exciting concert. All of a sudden, the congregation, the people that are there, it's different. It's not just you experiencing it at a football game. It's, it's just something, you're part of something greater, and you can't really put your uh, finger on it. And ideas are also contagious. I don't know if you follow Gad Sad, but you should. Gadsad models bad ideas as mind pathogens, and he says they pass from one mind to another, infecting greater and greater numbers. Some social crazes from the tulip mania to the self-harm or transgenderism among teenage girls. See Abigail Schreiber's Irreversible Damage if you want to know more about that. But transgenderism among teenage girls is, has been shown that they're behaving in similar ways for similar reasons, obviously, in many cases, contagious fear is disastrous. And in our world, that's the obvious case. Just think of the pandemic panic on COVID-19. How many people just stopped thinking? Think of any time a million stories of people dying when a crowd panics and stampedes. Well, there was a, this is why you don't cry fire in a crowded movie theater when there's not a fire. You don't do that because you know how the crowd is going to react. The Bible's uh, view of uh, fear in combat, its contagious effects, is nicely summarized when priests are instructed to tell the Israelites, let your heart not be faint, don't panic, don't break. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight your enemies for you. But also, who is the man who is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go and return to his house. Don't let him melt the heart of his fellows. Now again, flip side. Positive emotions are contagious. Kindness, love, joy, even laughter. Ever wondered why there's canned laughter in sitcoms? I do this once in a while. If I'm having a really bad day, I have this saved on my Instagram. Can we please play the baby laughing? Try not to laugh. Try not to laugh. There is is nothing better. It is, I mean, it's contagious. Go back to the worship service, the concert hall, the baby laughing, people laughing. It's the same for courage. We always tell ourselves to reach deep within to find strength and courage. But courage is often sparked, at least initially, from without, because courage is also contagious. War is a classic scene to study for obvious reasons. Studies of the Lincoln Brigade, 
American volunteers in the Spanish Civil War of the 1930s considered classic investigations of courage in battle. Peter Carroll, 1994, the article uh, in the um, in the paper that related to panic that could become dangerously contagious, jeopardizing everyone. Yet the veterans observed that courage, too, had become infectious. Dollar and Horton's book on the same topic, Fear in Battle, identifies leadership along with devotion to cause as keys enablers of courage in combat. Something to fight for. The personal example of courage, Israeli combat officers are specifically taught to lead from the front. After me, it's not forward, it's after me. There's all kinds of these examples. The only fear we have to fear is fear itself. At the bottom, we've always known that. That's why we have heroes and statues. That's why we have stories that are meant to inspire us. Fictional, historical, from movies you know, to the Bible. We look to our heroes to teach us. They teach us how we should behave when the world goes dark and scary. We look to them, the past, to kindle the light of courage in us so we can choose to face the darkness. But what happens when a country has all of its real heroes taken down, all of the statues, good or bad, taken down? When they don't remember their history, that's really what Hanukkah is really about. It's what Christmas is really all about. Remember who you are. The world's dark and scary. That's the truth. Many play on fears. It makes us more afraid, including afraid of each other. And when that happens, we cry out for a savior to make us safe. There's only one savior that I know of. But if we are rock solid, we have the light of courage and laughter and hope and truth within us. And if we light it up in ourselves and put it in the front window, it not only lights us up, it lights up others. More and more light on and on. Each candle burns from within, but it's lit by a spark from without, shining out against the darkness, but always reaching up. Look up. Look up. This holiday season, forget about everything else. Look up. Find courage. And even better, then pass it on. Light the candle in yourself. So you and others can face the darkness. I don't want to alarm you or anything, but uh, did you know that auto repair costs are up 20% from where they were just last year? So if your car is out of warranty and all of a sudden it breaks down, it's going to cost you that much more than it would a year ago. Deep breath, deep breath. Light that candle, light that candle. When you have protection from car shield, panic becomes peace of mind because they have your back. Covering repairs on more than 5,000 parts from alternators to big-ticket things like transmissions. There's no long-term contract. You get flexible, affordable monthly payments with, and this is the best part, a price that will never go up once you lock it in. No matter how many claims you file, 
and you can access CarShield's 24-7 roadside assistance and complimentary towing and rental options. Please do what I did and get coverage with CarShield. Call CarShield today, 800-227-6100, 800-227-6100. Save 20% on your plan now, carshield.com slash Beck. That's carshield.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. So there's a couple of things. Let's talk politics here for a second. It looks like uh, Donald Trump is up even more now against Biden in direct head-to-head. But there, this is, I, I don't know if you read this uh, article, Stu, but it is, it is so crazy how they are looking at things now. Uh, Donald Trump looks like if it was head-to-head, Trump would have a four-point advantage over Biden, okay? Um, but that doesn't, you know, they, they point out he's been charged with 91 felony counts right. for criminal prosecutions. He's probably, yeah, anyway, of okay. course. Um, but then, but then they go on to say, but if you add five more challengers for the independent vote, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So five, five more challengers. More. There it does seem like everyone these days is trying to get in on this. I mean, the RFK Jr. is obviously the highest profile, and the other third-party candidates are going to be there. Like, there's still going to be a Libertarian nominee. There's still going to, you know, all that's going to happen. But then, anyways, like Liz Cheney was going in. Cornell West is in there. It seems like people, more and more people are jumping in to kind of make this third-party thing happen. Biden lags behind Trump by four percentage points, 47-43, on a hypothetical ballot. Trump's lead, however, expands to six points. 37 to 31, uh, if you add in Democrat-turned-independent Robert F. Kennedy, he drew the most at 8%. But I don't think that's going to happen. You know what I think that is? And this is really wrong, I think. People do this all the time. They don't want to feel like their vote has been thrown away, so they listen to the polls. And they either don't go because they think their candidate won, or they don't go because they think their candidate's going to lose, or they change their vote in primary. They change their vote because they want to be with a winner. You could go out yeah. and say, I want to vote for Robert F. Kennedy. It shows 8%, but I bet you that's more like 2 and when remember, the actual vote happened. The first, when he had first announced, there were polls with him at 24%. Yes. I mean, this is, if, if that's true, it's degrading pretty quickly. It is a weird way we do this, though. Like, I, There's a guy I know who had a, a, it was a DeSantis sign in his front yard very early. And he was a big DeSantis supporter and recently took the sign down. And his answer, when we asked him, like, hey, why'd you take the sign down? He said, well, for obvious reasons. Now, now the obvious well, reason, obvious I think, reason? what he was saying was, okay, well, you know, he's not doing that well. Like, he's not winning. He was, at that time, it was pretty close. You know, this is, like, very early on this year. And I guess because, you know, he's not, he's not winning and it hasn't gone as well as, as, as it had hoped, uh, he, he took it down. But, like, are you trying to predict? Dict the winner of the election, or are you trying to pick who you think is the best candidate? If you think DeSantis is the best candidate, you would support him until the votes happen, right? right? Why would you change to the other guy so you can say you were on the side of the guy who won? What does that matter? Like, uh, we're trying to pick a presidential nominee here. Like, you want to pick the best one. If 
if he if and this is pretty consistent with people that I know if if DeSantis were to lose and your guy doesn't win you're probably going to vote for Donald Trump or you're going to vote yes, for Nikki are. Haley whoever the candidate is so anyone but Biden basically so why why in a primary would you feel like is it because you just want to be part of the winning team is that why uh, is that how you're casting your vote I found that to be very what, strange but consistent along with a lot of people uh, we only we only have a minute. We have to get in oh, in thirty seconds. We have to get into what uh, Steve Dace uh, said about Iowa politics okay. and how that how that's shaping up. We'll do that uh, coming up next hour. Also, uh, a good friend is stopping by, uh, who I think you will really really enjoy the perspective in uh, just a couple of minutes. Stand by. I want to talk to you a little bit about Grip Six. Uh, they make things here in America. I was looking for uh, pickleball paddles. Uh, and, oh yeah, yeah. Grip six. Makes, they make great ones. Yeah, great pickles. Uh, uh, pickleball. I've never played pickleball. I, I don't. No. No. I mean, I mean, look at me. Uh, sure, I look like your a, picture of health. First uh, of all, picture of health. Athletic achievement. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But if you're looking for uh, anything pickleball, they've got really great paddles. Everything that they make is made here in America. Um, the socks, I mean, it starts all the way with the wood, the, the, uh, their belts, it starts with the steel and the fabric as well. All of it made here in America, all of the inks, the dyes, the everything made in America. Do yourself a favor. Check out grip6.com slash Beck right now. Great Christmas presents. Grip6.com slash Beck. All right. Hour three of the program begins in just a minute. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Final hour of the broadcast today begins in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about our sponsor for this half hour. It is Goldline. We are experiencing a gold rush in the 21st century. Experts are are not just optimistic, they're bullish, predicting gold might soar past $2,500 an ounce. I hope, I pray that doesn't happen because the world is on fire. If we get $2,500 to $3,000 an ounce, it just shows that everything is just breaking down uh, as unfortunately we have uh, talked about so often here on the program. But it is important that you have something beyond just currency, that you have something that is both physical and in a way biblical. The world always returns to gold. When things go insane, it always resets. And when it comes to money, it always resets on gold. And that's why China is buying so much, et cetera, et cetera. Right now, if you purchase a box of 250 of the brand new Lincoln quarter ounce gold coins, these are beautiful. They have Abraham Lincoln on the front, Bill of Rights on the back. It's to commemorate the, uh, the anniversary of Abraham Lincoln calling for a renewal of the American covenant. When you get a box of these, you're going to receive one ounce gold legal tender bar cards at no additional cost. Find out all of the information. Call Goldline now, 866 Goldline, 866 Goldline. 
or goldline.com. Good friend uh, in from Israel, Rabbi Itzhak um, uh, Alderstein is uh, with us. Great to be here, Glenn. How are you? I'm doing good, as well as you can do in the middle of a war. I got to tell you, the power that you have, I'm, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed by it. I was eating breakfast, breakfast meeting, call for an Uber, get into the car, and I hear this voice. And I look at the, and it says Mercury. And I, I tell my lovely driver, Deidre, said, are you listening to Mercury? She says, yeah, my daughter got me into it a couple of years ago. They said, yeah. you know where we're going? Yeah, so great, so great. So I don't Texas know. is a blessed place. Um, how are things in Israel? You know, it's a, it's a mixture. It's a, it's a war. There's, there's no question. I feel a little guilty because my family... Uh, my wife and myself and uh, and two kids live in the Jerusalem area where we haven't had to run for a bomb shelter in a couple yeah. of weeks. Um, people are amazing. The feeling of unity in the country is just it was like that in 9-11 for us. It was like that in 9-11. Mm-hmm. I do think it's some it's something a little different here. It's not just a question of survival. It's people finding their commonality. It's a commonality that is deeper than just this horrible, horrible enemy that we have to defeat. It's the, the, the sense of, of mission, of purpose, of having been in this land for 3,000 years, have come back to it, started this wonderful, wonderful state. We got more than 50% of the country who are volunteering to help soldiers, this, displaced people, People are making meals. Every time, God forbid, another soldier dies, there are literally thousands of people, thousands of strangers who come to to a funeral. It's it's exhilarating, and it makes makes me feel a little bad. I remember, I think I remember when I was a kid, there was somewhat of this feeling in America, and it's dissipated for so long. I know. Hopefully it comes back, and hopefully it doesn't take a, a national tragedy to do it. Um, there's video that is out. Palestinian strip forced to sit outside by IDF soldiers raises ire. Um, how do you respond to that? Um, my stomach responds first after I can get control of that. What are, what are people, what are people saying? You're talking about an army that invaded Israel that was, a perpetrator of the worst savagery that we have seen in since World War II, certainly the worst that, that Jews have, 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 uh, have, have experienced. Uh, I was in Knesset uh, about a week ago, and just after uh, showing to members of Knesset of some of the footage that hasn't been shown to the general public, nobody made it through the entire showing. Everybody, like some people made it closer to the end. One woman collapsed. There were doctors waiting outside. You're, you're talking about things that we don't even want to talk about. And if you see the visuals, you're changed, you're changed for life. When you, when you then surround some of their soldiers, people who are pledged, who've said October 7th is just the beginning. I know. It's the first of a set. There's going to be bigger and better coming. And there's no way that you're going to you're going to suppress us. And people are upset when you show a visual of soldiers who should be happy that they're alive, 
and and uh, and 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 are there because security demanded that you make sure that they're not hiding any arms. Uh, you know what, what? What's scariest about that, Glenn, is the extent to which people's minds are affected by visuals without any thought about yeah. principles. It is. It is truly terrifying here in America to see. I mean, I knew it was going to get bad. I've talked about it for years. Um, but to see how rapidly so many people have gone off the cliff of reality is is a little uh, a little terrifying. You see what happened last week with the you know with the heads of Penn and, and Harvard and MIT. I I don't even understand how people are justifying this at all. Do you? I, I I'm afraid that I I'm afraid that I'm I do, I, that I do. Look, uh, there are a number of components of this. Two of them we can get through very quickly. The other one you're going to find more more interesting. Okay. One is that anti-Semitism never ever really goes away. Correct. It's there. I've I've worked in the field of watching anti-Semitism now for decades, and the worst kind of anti-Semitism, as far as Jewish survival, is unconscious anti-Semitism. People who would be shocked to hear, "What am I an anti-Semite?" but yet harbor subconscious feelings about the Jewish people. It's the only way to understand why there's so many people who are upset. And people should be upset watching, watching people die and watching casualties, mm -hmm. although we don't know how many there are. But what happened a couple of years ago in Syria? When, right. when Assad killed between 500 to 600,000 people. By the way, almost every one of those deaths could have been avoided had America stood its ground mm -hmm. rather than keeping painting lines in the sand that, mm -hmm. that, they, that they never followed. 13 million people displaced. If you ask people in America, where's the bloodiest conflict in recent decades? Where are, most people, where are more people dying than any place on, on, on Earth? And I'm telling you, 11 out of 10 Say Israel. It, it, it will, will tell you, will not get this right. Math was not my strong point. 11 out of 10 will tell you, I don't know, but they won't get the real one, which is the Congo. <laughs> war that's been going on for decades with hundreds of thousands of casualties, orders of magnitude more than Israel, Israel, Palestine. So where's the outrage? So that's that's part of it. Another part of it is is the introduction of a, of a Middle Eastern anti-Semitism. That's a that's a, a product of immigration. That's going to change the demography of America. It's already changed the voting habits of the Democratic Party. But then there's the part that you should really get scared about, Glenn, and that is that Liz McGill, you know, the, the, uh, the, the one whose testimony was the most damning mm -hmm. in Congress, you know, it depends on context. What, what was she doing? That was your question. What she was really doing was pandering to the expectations of faculty and students on campus. And that has been heading in one direction for decades. It is, you know, if you don't understand it, it is why Bob Iger being replaced at Disney will make no difference because the culture is so deep, it's all the way down the food chain. It's, it's in all of the employees. So replacing the top won't change a darn thing. Right. And, and I know I'm not going to get paid more for this interview by buttering you up. 
because you don't get, <laughs> none of us get paid anything. But that's one of the reasons why you are sitting in such a, an important position, why the only way that this can be arrested, or at least contained in part, is if people recognize the depth of the problem and say, we're going to take the appropriate measures. I don't mean anything, God forbid, militarily. or Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean in education in particular. There are just too many parents out there who say, this is horrible, you know, this intersectionality stuff and the wokeism, whatever. But as far as their own kids and the schooling they're giving their own kids, they're, you know, like, okay, I, we really were going to send our kids to a Christian school, but, you know, we just moved and the public school is only half a mile away. Right. And, and, and we're going to do it and thinking that somehow you're not going to have to bear those consequences. If you're serious about the centrality of the family, if you're serious about Christian values, then you have to realize that the most sacred mission that God gave to you is to make sure that your, that your, your children are, are servants of God who interested in the truth, and people are just not able to emerge that way when they're glued to their devices yes. 26 hours a day and then indoctrinated in public schools and certainly in the universities. Right. Let me, let me um, um, ask you, because you said um, a year ago, and you said to me several years ago as well, they're coming for Christians first this time. Um, I think we're not in lockstep um, but uh, they are. It's getting worse for the Jews faster, faster than it is for the Christians. But you were right all those years ago. Christians are unaware of what is happening to them, and uh, and and what is right around the corner. I mean, if you're surprised at how many people are saying, you know, I'm, you know, I'm anti-Semitic things. I'm ag- I'm against the Jews or whatever that's that's it's not a huge leap in this society now to say yeah well i'm also against those christians too because the christians cause all the problems especially since one of the dominant themes in the culture of america today is the takeover by thoughts of intersectionality and wokeism and the idea that you can divide the world into two halves the oppressed yep. and the oppressors and the good guys are the oppressed and the bad guys are the oppressors. There was a display in a hall at Indiana University, Purdue, for almost an entire year, not in a classroom, in a hallway, that sought to tell, to alert students about how Christianity was part of white privilege and therefore made Christians as Christians part of the oppressor class, how Christianity was used mm. as a vehicle of, of oppression. You may be right that I was wrong about coming for Christians first, although oh, as, no, I, I, as they, they did in places like Nigeria yeah, and a yeah. whole, but you know, the October 7th the unleashed something that was, that was powerful. Right. But you're not a step behind. You may be a quarter of a step yeah. behind. Michigan State University had a... Uh, a code of speech for students. It has been revoked since then, but it was in force for, I believe, an entire academic year where students were told to avoid any language that made oblique reference to the majority religion in America. So you were not supposed to use words like Mary or... 
Wow. Or jingle bells or eggs or wow and and uh, it, it it stressed majority religion you're allowed to talk about minority, minority religions i guess right. as long as it's not jewish but you can't talk about about Christi- about christianity the, the key here to understand all of this is oppressor versus oppressed if it, everything else goes all logic everything goes out the window all facts go out the window if you just look at oppressor versus oppressed uh then you 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 lose all common sense and and everything else. I want to ask you one other question that is um, really been really apparent to me, and you would have the backing for why I feel this way because I don't. I, I well, I'll, I'll ask you here in a sec. Give me one minute. Um, what's a dog got to do to get a little rough greens around here? Has your dog said that to you yet? Who no does all the time. Uh, anyway, if you have a dog, you want to take the best care of your dog. You want to feed him the best. If you're feeding your dog kibble food, it, it has had so much of the good stuff baked out of it. Brown food is dead food. Uh, green food is what you need. How many times have you heard, have a salad? Yeah, 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 I know. That's kind of what your dog is saying, although they hate salads. Well, I was going to say more than I do, but I don't think so. Um, they got to have the green stuff. They have to have all the probiotics and everything else. It's a supplement that it was developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. He put it on the dog's food. They get everything that they need. Rough Greens wants to send the first bag free. All you have to do is uh, just call them. Now, you, get, you pay for shipping, but other than that, it's a trial bag and it's absolutely free. Just call them at 833-GLENN-33, 833-GLEN-33 or roughgreens.com slash back. 10 seconds, station ID. This has, you know, I've known this forever. Read it in the scriptures. When the chosen people are going into Israel, God says, choose life. And we wouldn't have a society. The the Judeo-Christian world is based on the respect of life. Without, without that moment, you don't have the respect for life. You have a, you have a, a horrible, horrible, dark world. I keep coming back to the thought that that is the only decision that we really have to make because everything right now is being divided into life or death, all of it, how you vote. It's either going to cause life to flourish or it will cause death. All of these things are life. And and I've never seen in my lifetime that choice so clear. You, you would think that the Bible wouldn't even have to instruct people. There's life, there's death. Choose life. Right? Who's not going to choose life? But the point is, if you're not listening to God, if you, there's no room for God and his instruction in your life, then in the end, the center of the universe is not questions any longer of right or wrong, of listening to any kind of absolute. It's not fealty to the family or to the nation or the community. It's numero uno. It's only yourself. That's all that's out there. And when it's you without any moral code to have to choose from, then feelings become more important than anything else. So questions even of life or death themselves become irrelevant. It's how I feel at the moment. Do I feel oppressed? Do I feel like a victim? Do I feel like 
I don't like watching these pictures, so let's do something about it. And no, I don't have any real solution to it, but I'm not feeling good about it. We're not thinking about, about life and death anymore and making that choice. You're certainly right, but the missing ingredient there is, if, if there is no connection with God and God's Word and God telling you that there is such a thing as good and evil— it's not all relative. It's not context-dependent. There are things we are hardwired to realize are wrong, and it takes real work, which society has done, to get you to abandon those feelings. So I think that the, that the choice is, are we going to be in tune with, with God, with the existence of God, and some message out there that God has for us? How does this, I mean, I've, I've read the Bible, it never ends out. It ends up good for the society that is making the choice that we're making right now. You're always, you're always, at least I am, always screaming at the people going, "Did you not see two chapters before you did the same thing?" Um, how does this end? It, it ends well. The beginning of the end is what what we're talking about right here. The recognition that human societies are imperfect that the idea of humans redeeming themselves and coming up with a perfect solution, whether it's Marxism, socialism, capitalism, anything in between, are all doomed to failure, that the real solution to the problems of mankind is letting God into the world, and that where there is more God consciousness, there is a hope for wholeness and, and, and people listening to each other and listening to the Word of God who will give us the roadmap. The, the end is, is secure. It's not a wish. It's not that religious people can be more optimistic or hopeful. We can take it to the, we can take it to the bank. But um, it, it, it starts with the recognition that we have to humble ourselves and, and long for God's redemption. Yeah. It's, um, you go down into crazy things when you lose your humility. You know? You see it. You can see it in other people. But for some reason, I don't think America has yet really seen that's the key to our problem. We're no longer humble. We're no longer grateful for really anything. And until we restore gratitude and humility, we can't turn back to, to God. And he is the only solution. Rabbi, thank you so much. So he's always, always a pleasure being yeah, here. Thanks for having you. me. You going back to Israel today? Uh, no. No. A few more pit stops. And- okay. Well, and back. my best to I you and your it. family and, Thank uh, you so much. and everybody in Israel. Thank God you. bless you. Thank you so much. Um, uh, when we come back in just a second, there's a couple of other things that we, we haven't delved into yet that I think need some attention, some things that happened over the weekend. We go there in just a second. Stand by. If you think that the perfect home buying or selling experience doesn't exist, would you please contact my company, realestateagentsitrust.com? I think you might be surprised. Moving is no fun. Trust me, moved a lot over the years. 
I should know. When the time comes, there's so much you have to do to get your house ready to be sold, things you have to replace, things you have to paint, that weird 1970s wallpaper that strangely never got removed, that's got to go. And even then, everything you do on the buying end is a pain in the neck, negotiating, uh, all of the all of the things that you have to do for the most expensive purchase and important purchase of your life is no joke. We vet the real estate agents that we recommend at no cost to you. Uh, we vet them six ways to Sunday, and we monitor. None of them work for us. We have decided that they qualify to be somebody that I can say to you, I like these people. I like this individual. I think they're going to do the right thing by you. They will actually listen and they have the best business practices. So when you're looking for a real estate agent, just go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. There's a couple of things uh, before we get off of the the college testimony of the presidents. Uh, here's uh, Saturday Night Live over the weekend. This was their comedy piece on the anti-Semitism that's happening at Harvard, UPenn, and MIT. Listen to this. Thank you, Chairwoman. Now, I'm going to start screaming questions at these women like I'm Billy Eichner. <laughs> Anti-Semitism, yay or nay? I'm sorry, what? Yes, Arno is calling for the genocide of Jews against the Code of Conduct for Harvard. Well, it depends on the context. <gasps> what? <laughs> that can't be your answer, you pen lady. Same question, yes or no? Well, we are serious about stopping all forms of hatred, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia. <laughs> the second one, MIT lady, chance to steal. And keep in mind, if you don't say yes, you're going to make me look good, which is really, really hard to do. So I'll ask you straight up. Do you think genocide is bad? Could I submit an answer in writing at a later date? <laughs> Am I winning this hearing? <laughs> Somebody pinch me. <laughs> Ms. Stefanik, your time is up. Oh, thank God. The chair, the chair recognizes gentlemen from Michigan. Thank you. I yield my time back to Miss Stefanik. <laughs> Damn it! Okay, stop. I am. Uh, I mean, is I, this I, even funny? I, I've read. I hadn't seen that. I hadn't I've, either. I've read about it. Yeah. And a lot of people were writing about it, saying, "Can you believe they tried to make fun of the Republican Congresswoman instead of making fun of the fact that they would not say anti-Semitism was bad?" Mm -hmm. But what is more jarring to me is how unfunny that was. That is, I, there I can't a believe that was comedy. No. That was an attempt at comedy, what you just heard. That that was maybe, I'm being kind, a high school talent show. Yeah, with the crowd reacting the same way. Yes. Like, they don't know when to laugh. They don't know what's supposed to be funny. They can tell she's trying to make an idiot out of the congresswoman. That's about it. But they're, but the whole thing is reversed with the audience. Even the SNL audience yeah. laughs at, can I put that in writing? Right. They, that's Can the I, only time they understood. The only time yeah. they understood because they're they're trying to figure out how how is this how is Stefanik the bad guy here? What what is? I mean, it that's is off the rails. And you know what's really exciting is comedy is making a comeback. 
yeah. more and more there are comedians that are just no longer playing this game. How long before NBC Saturday Night Live gets the memo? Well, what she, they got the memo already. The, they decided to go the other way, wasn't it? Was it Shane Gillis who was yeah. on the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on the show, yeah. and then they said he made a I don't know a comment years previously that was bad, or he said a bad word, or I don't even remember what the controversy was. So they threw him out, and now he's thriving outside of that system. He, he, online, I mean, he's, he's got massive following, and is probably doing much better than he ever could have done as some you know faceless member of the SNL cast. That now at this point, no one knows who any of them are outside of Keenan Thompson, right? Yeah, it's the only guy. I would, and and my kids know him as the guy from Good Burger Two. Yeah, not even Good Burger. Yeah. They know him from yeah, Good yeah. Burger Two. So I I I don't know. I, that, the SNL thing, you'd think that they would be able to sense this they were at one point on the cutting edge of comedy i mean they really I, were yes it's a long but time that though. was squashed yeah by political correctness squashed by i i think it's probably the same thing that's happening uh you know at disney we were just talking about it you can't you can't just fire the top you can't fire the top it, it, it's it's all the way down into the system now You'd have to clean house from top to bottom on Saturday Night Live, and you couldn't do that because you'd also have to clean house at NBC. Mm. It, unless you're cleaning what's house. The, yeah, what's the motivation to do something like yeah, that? There's none. None. Yeah, They're still gonna, leading the way. We're still leading the way on wokeness. I mean, look at We're the, still right. Look at the Elon Musk thing, right? Here's the guy, I, you know, reading that book, and he's been in my yeah. mind a lot because yeah. of that book. But you remember that he was like, the most popular person in the world. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved the guy, except mm-hmm. for maybe some on the right. Yes. And this is as recent as 2021. It's not that long ago. Wow. It's not wow. that long you ago. You forget that it yeah. was just 2021. I was, I was, this is, a, I was going through the part of the book where they talk about him and they mentioned it was, this is the peak of his popularity. And they, they talk about his move toward, I guess you'd call it the right. Uh, on some of the stuff, though it's not exactly no. tr- true, but um, it was May 2021 when wow. he when he hosted Saturday Night Live. Do you w- does that seem at all plausible that right now they would h- ask Elon Musk to host Saturday Night Live? No. The reason they did it because he was so popular, so well liked, everybody loved him. Most of the people on the left they loved their Teslas. The, he was a mega hero and then right after that I, he like opened his factory and became a terrible person or something i don't even remember what started it but uh now they're to the point where they think he's satan because he wants people to be able to say things it's like it's crazy I, I can't even follow it anymore all right um it is a it's a week before the holidays a lot of people are taking this as a short week we are going to be here slaving in the cave we'll be doing it oh, just are you? Are you just disgusted as I am at people who take time off from work? You know, it's it's revolting. We will we will work up to thirty eight weeks a year, four Amen. to five Let's days on some Let's weeks, three up to Let's three not, hours a day. Let's not, not including commercial breaks and news breaks. Let's not lock ourselves into that. No, I'm not saying okay. we're going to do that every year. I'm just saying that <laughs> we will do that for you, right? What and the American doing? people, what are they doing? What are they? You doing? know, they're. Oh, excavating things and such you know well we've got an eight-hour job jam-packed into three hours where we get a break every like 10 minutes (sighs) you can't live like that for long it's very live like that for long Mm -hmm. anyway uh it's a uh shortened uh shortened week and when we come back 
it will be right smack in the political season. Yeah. Even though they won't leave you alone because you know they're going to pass all those bad things that they've said that they weren't going to pass. The Republicans will cave during the holiday season when they think you're not looking. So sure. That's good. Um, but what is happening in Iowa? Well, there is a new poll out in Iowa today. This is the Des Moines Register. This is, you know, thought of as the, the poll. Yeah, thought of as the gold standard poll for Iowa. Uh, this is, uh, it's got, it was, it, it depends. You can find good news for, for, for you if you're a few candidates. Uh, you know, for example, Ron DeSantis is up in Iowa. There is a little asterisk to that, though. <laughs> Uh, so is Donald Trump. And in fact, Donald Trump is up by more. Uh, right wow. now, Donald Trump at 51%. Ron DeSantis is at 19%. Nikki Haley at 16%. Haley is flat from the last poll. And then Ramaswamy at 5 Chris Christie at 4 Asa Hutchinson cracking positive digits at 1%, which wow. is pretty darn impressive. That is. Uh, Ryan Binkley still at 0 Sad. Ryan Binkley? Yeah, at 0 I am shocked. Sadly, I know. I was shocked, too. But yeah. Binkley from... The Binkleys. Binkleys of... Of, of uh, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know it. Uh, so <laughs> he's not uh, he's not going to win, I don't think. Wow. But, uh, so you have a situation where you had the, uh, the endorsement of the very popular governor of Iowa, and you had the endorsement of uh, one of the most popular evangelical political leaders in mm-hmm. Iowa, both for Ron DeSantis. Maybe move the needle a, a tad uh, as he got to 19, he went from 16 to 19. So that's, I guess, an improvement. But again, remember, you had people dropping out. You had people like Tim Scott dropping out and, and Mike Pence dropping out in this period. A lot of that seemed to go to Donald Trump. Uh, so if that, if the poll is accurate, of course, uh, I mean, look, you get generalities from these things, not specifics, but generalities would tell you Donald Trump very much in the lead, tight race for second right now. With what six weeks left? What is it? Is it January fifteenth for the? I think it is. I think it's yeah. January fifteenth for the uh, caucus. Off the top of my head, which is, you know, you're right. We come back on the what the third, so and a half. fourth, whatever it is. Yeah, it's a week and a half. Right after the holidays, it's a week and a half, and we're in Iowa. And then, and then when is uh, when is New Hampshire? Uh, That's a good question. Let me see. I mean, if that's I can find just a couple of this. weeks after that, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we are in. We'll know who the. I mean, it's crazy. Donald Trump, he's going to win. Man, I hate to say this. He looks like he's going to win in um, in Iowa. No votes have been cast. No votes have been cast. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, stranger things have happened. So just want to let you know, aliens have been confirmed now by the Pentagon. So stranger (laughs) things have happened. Um, He is still in the lead, but Nikki Haley is... A clobbering DeSantis in New Hampshire, is that right? Correct, yes. Uh, that's been the case for a while. In fact, DeSantis is not even third in, in New Hampshire. I think he's fourth Oof. behind Christie as well. Uh, and then uh, you have... He's got to have a strong second in South Carolina. Because if Trump wins the first two, he'll most likely win uh, in South Carolina. But Nikki, you know... You know, that's her home state. If she's going to do well, she's going to do really well there. You'd think. But I mean, take out like the fact that the opposing political party is trying to throw the leading candidate in prison. Can we take that out for just a second? It's hard to. It's hard to take that out. I think we should deal with that separately for a second. Okay, let's just pretend that's Venezuela right now. Right. Like that crazy. That only happens in countries like that. (laughs) Yeah. If you take that out for a second, you'd look at this race and you'd say, okay, DeSantis will have a chance to throw everything he's got at the uh, at the race in Iowa. 
If he loses in Iowa, he's pretty much done. I think that's true. If he were to, if he does not, maybe if he lost by, if he was down by 20 points in the polls and then only lost by two, people might say, wow, that was a really strong showing. So maybe a close loss would be okay. But he really needs to win Iowa. So DeSantis? DeSantis. I disagree. I I disagree because I'm looking at this whole race differently. I think Donald Trump is going to be the nominee. Mm Mm-hmm. And the left is doing everything to ensure it, even though right now they're freaking out. They're Mm -hmm. like, "Uh uh-oh, maybe we shouldn't have done all these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Every time they make another move against Donald Trump, he becomes stronger. I think he will be the nominee. I think DeSantis knows that. I think everybody knows that. Um, And they're still fighting, and it would be interesting, you know, Mm -hmm. but it would be pretty historic if, you know, the lead was at 50 points and you were at 19 and you lost by two, mm-hmm. it'd be pretty historic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but aliens have been confirmed <laughs> by the Pentagon. So it could happen. I think DeSantis is running for number two, not for the vice presidency. He wouldn't, I don't think he would no. run. It'd be vice president. No. Um, Although, what's he going to do after he leaves? And I've already invited him. Move to Texas. We'll make you the governor here. Um, But uh, he's not running for the vice presidency. He's got to be number two in case Donald Trump is is the guy who goes to prison, strangely. Your problem with my point is the exact thing i said we shouldn't discuss right now the one thing i said let's take this off the table for the moment that's your problem with my analysis well, yeah, the only thing i exempted yeah. is the one well, thing you point you to because you can't you can't it. but what i'm saying is in a normal race like if this was a normal situation where candidates were running desantis if he lost in he'd iowa he'd be out and i think the same thing happens with nikki haley in new hampshire and certainly in South Carolina. Right. Like Nikki Haley's point is, is she can come in. Like, let's say Iowa happens. DeSantis maybe drops out some of those votes, which I don't think this is the case. Go to uh, uh, Haley. They won't. She makes a run in New Hampshire. Somehow wins New Hampshire, wins South Carolina. Then you've got a competition to run your hands probably. Yeah. But again, if if Donald Trump wins Iowa, New Hampshire in a normal circumstance it's pretty much over it's over mm-hmm. there's nothing else to do but this but this is not is a normal, not normal. so bring in the part of the the uh the analysis that you brought up you had these guys sh- probably should that i recognize reality <laughs> number one you don't listen to <laughs> no the, the, conver- the, the no. parameters well, of conversation well, i know but i, I know but i'm just yeah, saying yeah, yeah so this is the second part of it which is now the real realistic part that we're in which is even if those two lose you might as well keep fighting because there is a chance that, you know, look, they're trying to put him in prison. They're trying to keep him off of ballots. They're, I mean, God only knows what they're trying to do to and Donald nobody Trump. nobody knows what that means. So keep it alive. Yeah. Right? Well, nobody what? knows what that means. I've asked constitutional scholars, and they all say the same thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, okay. We better have a number two. We better have a number two. Back in just a second. On a t- you're the worst. I hate oh, that. Why do I? Premise, why do we do this show your together? Your premise was stupid. You agreed to the premise. That's what I happened didn't know you when were you set make, a premise at the I beginning, didn't know you were and the make person that agrees with the premise. Point. You did. I said it. I said it out loud. It's stupid. It's impossible. What twenty something you. years of this? That's why the show. 
It's why the show is successful. <laughs> Nobody listens. All right, let me tell you about uh, Tuttle Twins. We talk about the problem on, of inflation all the time. How is, it, how is it important? How is it happening? What, what causes it? What makes it go away? All of that kind of thing. It's important that not only you know it, but how much do your kids know about it? After all, they're going to inherit the economy after we leave them. And uh, they're going to have a lot to deal with. The Tuttle Twins would like to enlighten them and you with a free stocking stuffer. It's a book called Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island. It explains inflation. It explains the Fed and how our money works in a way that kids and adults both can enjoy and understand. The book is free. They run out of the extra supply or until the end of this week, whichever comes first, they're gone. So please don't wait. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the free book. Just pay for shipping. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Teach your kids how to stay ahead of inflation. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Stu, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Biden and his poll numbers. Okay. Uh, you know, they're going down. looks like Biden is beating him. I mean, that uh, Trump is beating him. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compare it to a plane crash. Okay. But I want, you to, I want you to just not think about the facts that the plane is out of fuel. Both pilots mm-hmm. are dead. Okay. The door is <laughs> locked. Uh, and we're just, we're just shy of the altitude. Wait a minute. The one problem I have is that you have no fuel. And the plane might go down, right? And you're not even addressing that. Right. That's the one problem so I have with words, your dumb analysis. In other words, that analogy, it doesn't work because it's going to slam in to the mountains. I was no saying, matter. take it to another normal time period. Oh, okay. Well, and we're deal with take that. This and to a this normal is different. Time that period. was a follow-up when point. When the pilots are dead. The Glenn Beck program.